3: Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show.
4: It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. How in the world are you today? It's Wisdom Wednesday. You ready to go? Come
1: on, let's do it together right here, right now. Uh. Live from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. That's me. So glad you're hanging out on Wisdom Wednesday.
4: That's how we kick it around here on Wednesdays. You know, we start with Marriage Mondays, and then Tough Topic Tuesdays, today's Wisdom Wednesday, Theological Thursday, and then Open Phone-In Friday. Anything you want to talk to me about on Fridays is fair game. But today is Wisdom Wednesday, and as you can see, if you're looking on Facebook Live or YouTube Live, our social media, at Anderson Speaks is the handle there. You can see the handsome gentleman next to me, Mr. Tony Penny. How are you doing, Tony? Doing great, Doc. Good to be here. Always good to have you. Side-kicking it with me assistant producer of the show, and today we're talking, Tony, about uh, wisdom, parenting wisdom specifically for different kinds of kids. You know, someone wrote in just the other day and said, would you talk about parenting? And so uh, we want to talk about that today, parenting different kinds of kids. What do
1: you think about that? It's a great topic. Um, All kids are unique. All kids are different. Um, And every kid has to be approached and handled and raised differently than the next. And specifically, we want to talk about uh, kids with differing abilities, special abilities,
4: disabilities, whatever kind of terminology you use. But many of you may have a special needs brother or sister or special needs child. And you're saying, you know what, a show for me, help me out. But then, you know, even if the child is not special needs or have certain intellectual challenges, every kid is different, uh, whether it's a different gender or uh, different personality, uh, you know, uh, God gives us wisdom along the way. So we want to talk about that today. Uh, let me open the show in prayer. Uh, Tony will give you all the other relevant information, and then we'll uh, have our conversation. Feel free to call if you like. Uh, but let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you call us your children, and uh, all of us to some degree, if not uh, every one of us, are special needs children to you, and you met that need by sending your son Jesus, and adopting us into your family as a result of the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. So thank you for that, Lord. Now help us understand how we can also be better parents and use the wisdom you give us from scripture uh, and from others. In Jesus' name we pray. Together everyone said,
1: amen. And amen. Amen. 888-432-7434 is our number if you want to give us a call. If you can't call in but you still want to be a part of the conversation, you can go to Dr. Anderson's Facebook page. At Anderson Speaks is the handle. We are live there. You can just click on the video, leave a comment or a question. We'll be sure to check that out throughout the show. Uh, Also, YouTube. Um, You can check us out on YouTube as well. At Anderson Speaks is the handle. Leave a comment or question. We'll be more than happy to address that if we can. What questions do you have regarding parenting? And specifically,
4: maybe you're going through a situation with a child right now. And you just need some extra wisdom. Also, I believe the person that wrote in uh, the topic wanted to know how in the world do you deal with marriage Mm -hmm. uh, when you have uh, uh, different kinds of children? And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, children can be a stress on a marriage anyway, but when you have a special needs kid, uh, I'm sure that makes it even uh, more. Uh, Tony, one of the reasons I wanted you to sidekick it with me today, not only because you're a good a host in that regard. But also, you have a special needs child, don't you?
1: I do. I have a 14-year-old daughter who has special needs. She has a, um, a rare genetic disorder called Williams Syndrome. She's a twin. Uh, mm-hmm. She has a twin brother who is neurotypical or typical. Uh, so that that's a, an interesting dynamic in and of itself.
4: Y- having twins is already an interesting dynamic. Right. And then you throw in having, uh, is it called fraternal trends when it's a uh, boy and girl? Right. When they're not identical, it's fraternal twins. Uh-huh. And so then that's a unique thing. But then when you throw in uh, the, the challenge of Williams syndrome, how has that affected uh, the family? And did you know right away from birth, or is this one of those things that just kind of dawn on you after three or four years?
1: Well, it cropped up about eight weeks in. Um, eight weeks. She was diagnosed with a heart murmur, mm-hmm. and our pediatrician said, you need to take her to Johns Hopkins right away to get this looked at. Mm-hmm. Literally wanted to put her in an ambulance. We didn't do that. We drove her to Johns Hopkins. It just so happened that the cardiologist on duty that evening uh, was also something of, um, I don't want to say an expert, but he had experience in Williams syndrome. And kids with Williams syndrome um, have very unique facial features. Mm -hmm. And he took one look at our daughter and said, I think she's got Williams syndrome. And he was right. And he was right. Uh, About three weeks later, uh, she spent three weeks in the hospital. About three weeks um, later, after she was admitted, uh, they had run a genetic test, found out, in fact, she did have Williams syndrome.
4: Now, is that on the um, autism spectrum scale?
1: No. Williams syndrome is a spontaneous deletion of anywhere from 26 to 28 chromosomes on, uh, or genes on chromosome number seven. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's, it's... if you think of down syndrome as having an extra chromosome right. william syndrome is a deletion on one chromosome
4: uh-huh so down syndrome the difference between that and william syndrome besides the chromosome type or number is what um
1: not a tremendous uh gap necessarily mm-hmm. but kids with william syndrome tend to have um Developmental delays, learning challenges, cardiac issues, dental issues, Mm -hmm. um, not so much personality, but social uh, interaction Mm -hmm. challenges as well.
4: Now, your daughter can talk and Mm -hmm. reason and things of that sort. There are some people who have... Well, she's uh, 14,
1: so I'm not sure how reason (laughs) works that that way anyway. Very
4: good point. Uh, For those of us who've had teenagers, we get you. Uh, But for those that uh, are dealing with special needs kids, there are some that have kids that are Developmentally,
1: uh, much I guess would I say worse off. Like yeah, um, there are kids with Williams syndrome on on a sort of spectrum in the sense that there are some kids that are very profoundly affected. Um, kids mm-hmm. with Williams syndrome are going to um, speak at a at a much more delayed time frame than mm-hmm. typical kids. Uh, things like toilet training and, and things like that are going to happen mm-hmm. a little bit later. And so some kids are very profoundly affected and yeah. they can be five, six, seven, eight years old and still not be verbal and still yeah. not be mobile. Yeah. Um, and some kids, like Ella, um, you know, she's extremely verbal. Um, she walked a little bit later than, than her brother, but she walked before a lot of our friends who have kids with Williams syndrome. Uh-huh. So okay, gotcha. It and varies. then,
4: of course, then you have the whole um, autistic uh, autism mm-hmm. spectrum, so you can have some kids that are could talk and, and reason and eat food and everything else, and then you have others that uh, cannot audibly speak. Right. Uh, they can make noises and they can rock, and we of course, we know that mm-hmm. as well in our ministry because we have several kids that have... Uh, special needs. But, you know, today we're talking, if you're just tuning in, about parenting uh, children, not only with special needs, but all children of different kinds, uh, different personalities, different genders. Uh, How do you raise a child in the way that the Lord wants you to do so when you have very unique challenges with different kids? For those of you who have multiple children, uh, more than one, um, how do you parent your children differently? you'd like to share that if you'd like to give some wisdom you might be able to help somebody else along the line here's our phone number 888-432-7434 uh, that's 888-432-7434 if you're trying to memorize the number maybe you're driving just remember the word bridge 888 43 bridge that Dr. Anderson sent
0: Hi, I'm Andrew Altman, founder of Best Buy Waterproofing. I hate to see people wait to replace the roof. I'm working on a roof right now where the wood underneath the shingles and the ceiling in the kitchen needs replacing because of roof leaks. Don't let this happen. Get a free estimate before the storms arrive. You deserve the best. Call Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing. Best
3: Buy
4: Uh, Tony side kicking it with me today, and we're talking about parenting wisdom for different kinds of kids. And, uh, you know, the scripture teaches in Ephesians 6, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So it tells kids what to do. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise that it may go well with you and that you may uh, enjoy long life on the earth. So as parents, we all want our uh, kids to honor us and to obey us right so okay there you go but this is what trips me out then it tells the, the father something It says fathers uh, do not exasperate your children basically frustrate the you know what out of them <laughs> do not exasperate your children instead bring them up in the training and, and uh, instruction of the Lord uh, and then it starts talking about other classes of people uh, so I'm just wondering like why isn't there anything there for moms mm-hmm. you know what is that about uh, is it because moms just have a special connection with their kids? They don't need any biblical commands. Is that what's going on, Tony? <laughs> I That's
1: think so. <laughs> um, yeah, dads have a tendency to be the ones that do all the exasperating. Uh-huh, there um, you go. But we get exasperated, too,
4: though. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, yeah, there's mm-hmm. so much to say there. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say it. Parenting wisdom for different kinds of kids. Do you have different kinds of children? Uh, whether they be special needs or whether they're just special, uh, give us a call 888 432 7434. Maybe you need some parenting wisdom today, and maybe we can give you some uh, along the way. You know, Tony, kids go through different challenges and they go through different changes. Uh, and then as they go through the different seasons, uh, you know, at one point they can see very clingy to their mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they get to a certain age, uh, less clingy to mommy and more. Interested in, in hanging out with with daddy. Do you find those same kind of dynamics when
1: you have a special needs child? Absolutely. Um, nothing about that changes. You go through these seasons where um, your your child, whether it's your special needs child or your typical child, will will decide, you know what, I'm really about mom right now. And then they'll say, you know what, I'm really kind of about dad right now. Mm. And then they have the teenage years where they're not about either one of you. all about themselves. They're all about themselves and their friends and trying to figure out who they are. Uh, So, yeah, that that pretty much stays the same.
4: Mm. When you found out that uh, Ella, your daughter, uh, was special needs at uh, eight weeks, uh, how did that affect you personally? Were you shocked? Were you upset? Were you angry? Do parents go through this when they find this out?
1: Yeah, you know... Once you get a diagnosis, whether it's Williams syndrome or autism or, or what have you, you go through a grieving process mm-hmm. because really you're grieving the loss of a typical child, the loss of a a child that you had specific hopes and dreams for, mm-hmm. that that you – wanted to see do certain things. And once you get the diagnosis, you realize, okay, they may not be able to do that. It's never going to happen. He's, he's, he's never going to play football right?
4: for the Ravens or, exactly. <laughs> or the Redskins, exactly. hopefully. Uh, um, well, well, then <coughs> then he'd be depressed for the rest of his life. But exactly. that's a different show, isn't that's it? That's a whole different show. So you go through a grief and a loss because you realize that they're not going to be what you had been dreaming.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh. And for some people, for some parents, that takes years to to – Come to grips with, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the we we my wife and I call the first six to twelve months uh, of the kids' lives the dark times. Mm, why? It, because it was a it was a like a I said, it a grieving process. It was morning. a it was a mourning process, mm-hmm. and you're, you're you know, it, you're already dealing with newborns, right? That's tiring. You're dealing with two newborns at the same time, double tiring, and you're dealing with a child with special needs. And in Ella's case, she wasn't feeding properly. She wasn't Mm. gaining weight properly. So, you know, they would have to be fed every couple of hours Mm. and it would take her an hour and a half to finish an ounce of formula. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's no sleep, right? There's just, there's no sleep. And, and, you know, finally a doctor told us, look, you, you're going to have to do this in shifts because somebody has to get at least four hours of sleep. Gotcha. Um, so once we figured that out, we got it, you know, on a little bit of a schedule, but you go through a, a really dark, Period. Mm. Um, once you get that diagnosis, I'm sure that's got to be very uh,
4: uh, surprising, shocking, and uh, in some ways disillusioning. If you want to join the conversation, maybe you're in that stage yourself, you need a little encouragement. Our number is 888 432 7434. We're talking about parenting uh, wisdom for different kinds of kids and even special needs kids. Uh, so if you want to call us, maybe you have a question, maybe you have a word of encouragement for someone else, the number is Triple eight four three bridge. You know, you go through that dark season of of disillusionment when you realize this is not the child that you were hoping for when you were painting the the bedroom and all this other stuff. Um, is there a time when you finally say, Okay, got it, it's here, let's turn the corner. Do you need help doing that? Do you need a counselor to help you turn the corner? Oh yeah. Um
1: you you have to have a support system. Uh that's Crucial, And there are a lot of parents, surprisingly, I was really shocked about this, there are a lot of parents that are in denial about their child's diagnosis. Like uh, my kid is not special needs? Right. But no, he doesn't have autism, or she doesn't have Williams syndrome, or, or what have you. And mm-hmm. they, they are in complete denial, and in doing so, they're really doing a disservice to the child, and they're doing a disservice to themselves, because that child is going to need special services. And they're point. delaying their grief, I'm sure, because exactly it comes down crashing on them, the reality later... It probably compounds it. Right. So it, it, it's really important uh, to have that support system in place. Mm-hmm. Now, in our situation, um, you know, we, we were learning about Williams syndrome as we went, and we were learning all that we could. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had, a, we had actually a really interesting thing happen. So as I said, we were she was in the hospital. My daughter was in the hospital for three weeks. Um, she was moved around to different rooms throughout that three-week period. Mm-hmm. And the last week that she was there, um, really one of the last days that she was in the hospital, a new a new patient, a child moved into her room with her, mm-hmm. and uh, the parents came into the room to to visit their their child, and we struck up a conversation with them and we're talking, and they said, "Well, why is your daughter here?" And we said, "Oh, she was you know diagnosed with a heart murmur, but we also just found out that she has something called Williams syndrome," and the mom looked at my wife and said. My daughter has Williams syndrome. Mm. Not the daughter that was in the hospital at the time, but a, wow. a, another older daughter. Wow. And my wife just fell into her arms and they hugged and they cried and she was the first person that my wife could talk to um about this and he, and she kind of helped guide her through what this was going to look like. Did over that give months. your wife hope because Absolutely.
4: this other woman had a child that was much older? Yeah. She survived it and she's still living
1: uh... like right. a normal life type thing a- absolutely and and then that got us in touch with other people and then mm-hmm. the william syndrome association and, and uh, different regional chapters and things like that and we f- formed a support system and a network around us of people who were going through the same things that we were going through
5: mm-hmm. and then
1: once you do that you you find out how easy it is and how fulfilling it is to be that support system for somebody else who just got a diagnosis
4: and does it is this the same way with autism when someone uh, finds out that their child has autism, do they need to uh, sort of find a support group or other parents that have
1: uh, dealt with this just to survive themselves? Absolutely. Um, Whatever your diagnosis is, it's it's crucially important that you find a support system. Certainly family, but family can be a problem in and of itself. Mm. And we'll talk about more about that later. But you want to find that support system of people who understand exactly what it is that you're going through mm-hmm. because they've been through it too, or they're going through it with you right now. Right. So that helps you kind of walk along the way with them. Absolutely.
4: 8- 888-432-7434. If you have a question about special needs children or <laughs> raising different kinds of children, uh, the number again is triple eight four three bridge. Uh Tony, I've heard you say a couple of times, by the way, I'm David Anderson. I've got Tony Penny hanging out with me uh, today. His daughter Ella is special needs. She's a twin. Her, uh, her brother uh, is Luke. And so together, uh, Tony and his wife have raised uh, these two children for 14 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, uh, I keep hearing you use the phrase special, uh, special needs or typical mm-hmm. children. Is typical children better than saying normal? Right. So you got special needs and then you have normal kids. Exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. Um,
1: <coughs> it, people would, would – people mean well. Right. You, they have the best intentions, but they'll s- oftentimes say things like, uh, well, the other one is normal. Right. Well, nobody's really normal. Mm-hmm. We're all a little abnormal. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, what people would say is uh, that's a typically developing child or a typical uh-huh. child or something. So like that's that. better
4: language to use. Typical, because it means the, the, the majority of people have this same kind of development path. Right. This one's different, unique, right. a minority in that sense. And so, therefore,
1: typical is much better than saying normal or abnormal. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, you know, nobody really uses what we call the R word anymore or retarded, uh-huh. mentally retarded. So that is says that.
4: Well, let's talk about that for a second. Is that uh, really a bad word or is it just an old word like colored, you know, yeah. uh, just an old word that's lived out its time that just shows you're stuck in the 50s if you use it? But uh, it was used one time as a normal phraseology. Is that how retarded is, or is retarded different in that? No, it's not a word that's past its time and shows that you're old and dated, but it's actually a word that's offensive and it should
1: not be used. Do it's, you understand my question? I absolutely do. It's both. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an old word that has passed its time. Um, Even when when Ella was younger, um, they had just kind of stopped using the phrase mental retardation or mentally retarded um, to label children in schools. So, um, you know, you hear people use the word and throw the word around now when someone does something that might be stupid or or say something dumb or what have you. Oh, you're just being retarded. Mm -hmm. It's a slur. It's not just a word that's past its prime or past Mm -hmm. its time. It's a slur. It's Mm -hmm. offensive. Um, just as colored or something along those lines would be.
4: Interesting. 888-432-7434. So you're learning on this one, especially for those of you who uh, may not have special needs kids but know someone who does, maybe uh, someone in your family, maybe uh, someone in your church, or maybe some friends in your neighborhood. Uh, We're going to talk in a few minutes about how do you relate to families who have special needs children because that means that maybe your family and their family don't get to play together as much cuz you're not quite sure what to do with that child or you're not sure if they want to bring that child over or honestly maybe you don't want them to bring that child over maybe that changes the whole dynamic of the night so you know how do you how do you handle that and i'm sure tony that that is an issue not only for the parents that have the child but also for the friends of of the parents that have the child. So when we come back in just a couple minutes from our commercial break, I'd like to talk to you about parents who don't have special needs children, or here's a way to put it, as you've taught us, who have typically, uh, typical children Mm -hmm. uh, who develop a typical way. Our number, if you want to join the conversation, talk about it, or if you have a question about the topic, uh, you can give us a call at 888-432-7434. Or just remember the word bridge. Eight 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 four three bridge. We'll be right back.
0: Patrick Fingles owner of New Look Home Design. I'd like to share what one of our roofing customers said. With everything going on in the world, we just weren't going to mess with the roof. But we kept hearing New Look say how easy they make it, and they were offering a deal through August, so we decided we'd give it a shot. It was great. They offered us a virtual or on-site estimate. We went with the on-site. When the guy came out, we felt totally safe. He had a mask, booties, and was really cautious. The thing we like the best is they break down the product and the price. It's ridiculously transparent. They showed us everything. And the price was great, too. They took off half the price of the roofing materials and got us approved for an interest-free payment plan. Well, that sounds pretty easy. Find out why over 30,000 homeowners have chosen New Look to do their roof. Call 800-279-5300. That's 800-279-5300. NewLookHomeDesign.com. While we can't make everything easy, we can make roofing easy. Hey, it's Norm over at A-Action Home Services. I just wanted to let you know that we have our courteous heating and air conditioning technicians standing by, ready to keep your home cool during these sweltering summer months. We repair all brands and we offer high-efficiency air conditioners as well as heat pumps with up to 10-year warranties and special financing. Give us a call today at 703-922-1900. That's
5: 703-922-1900.
6: For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled the globe for evidence for some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now, with The Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. The results are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code WAVA for 20% off.
0: The following program has been pre recorded for broadcast at this time.
3: Today is an encore presentation of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show.
1: We're back. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I'm Tony Petty, sidekicking today on this Wisdom Wednesday, where we're talking about parenting wisdom for different kinds of kids, whether it's special needs kids, typically developing kids who just need a little more special attention. Um, What wisdom do you have? What wisdom do you need? 888-432-7434. That's 888 43 brige if you want to join the conversation. How about crazy kids? Is this also (laughs) a show for that?
4: Parenting wisdom for crazy kids. It's not offensive, but I think it's true.
1: It's true. And that would cover my son, who's typically (laughs) developing. He's a little crazy. So,
4: typically, or atypically, Uh, the bottom line is uh, most of these kids need special parenting because they're special kids, but they need parents that actually have wisdom cuz
1: uh without the spirit of god who knows what we would do right can you imagine uh, you and i are roughly the same age can you imagine growing up now uh, you mm-hmm. know facing the things that that kids today face social media and all kinds of pressures and uh, information that's literally and and good information and bad information that's a, you know keeps away right mm-hmm. uh, i don't know that uh, i don't know how they do it honestly
4: Yeah, well, that's why you need wisdom, right? Because uh, when you were growing up, childhood was different than now. You're trying to help somebody else grow up Mm -hmm. uh, in a different generation. Well, if you want to call us, you have a parenting question. Today's topic, Parenting Wisdom for Different Kinds of Kids, 888-432-7434. Let's go to Alexandria, Virginia. We'll talk to Don, who's on the line. Hey, Don, it's Dr. Anderson here. How are you doing? Hello, Dr.
7: Anderson. Thank you so much, So I just spoke to you about special needs last week when we talked about the Marriage Monday.
4: Oh, yeah. I knew this. Look at that, huh? So, Here we are.
7: And my son is with me, Like, Say hi to Dr. Anderson. Say hello, sir. Okay, okay, okay Dr. Anderson. Well, hello. hello.
4: Thanks for listening to uh, me today. What's your name?
7: Uh, what's your name? Life. It goes by the name Life. His name is Jonathan Francisco. Okay, very and, uh, good. He's been a blessing. Uh, uh, He's improved my prayer and patience life, and my (laughs) wife and I. Uh, Been some funny little embarrassing moments, but uh, humbling moments, however. I thank God for him.
4: Mm. Uh, And how are you you doing, and how old is he?
7: He's 30 years old. Okay. And he didn't start talking until he was about 7 years old.
4: Ah, wow, okay.
7: Uh, So when I was a young kid, I grew up across the street from, uh, in the neighborhood, with someone who, were ment- who was mentally ill. Yeah, and I didn't fully understand it, and I just remember my mother saying, "Don't make fun of children like that. Mm. Uh, there's a special reason; God has a special purpose for them." Mm. And little did I know that was preparing me for my own son.
4: Wow! Look at that. Uh, what a wise mother. And uh, yeah. S- so, was it hard for you the first seven years when uh, Jonathan wasn't talking?
7: It was very difficult. It was a little stressful for both of us. He was trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, the autism, autistic, didn't get diagnosed until around three or so.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: He has an older sibling, um, a year older, that, and it was stressful for him sometimes because of attention, sometimes the attention would go to Jonathan. So the other one, Samuel, would act out in different ways to get attention.
4: And so, like um, when uh, Jonathan first talked, using the english language i assume what yes he, happened to you don like did you hear him first or did the wife hear him first
7: we heard him together we we were thankful to god we were shocked um <laughs> he was using sign language before
4: okay he okay. was
7: using some sign language which really helped in traffic county just has an amazing program for special needs
4: mm. uh, uh,
7: so it's really but be- between the military and. Um, And all the different things coming into play, because he understood Korean too. Mom, my wife being Korean, so he was dealing with two hearing two languages, and not being able to speak at the time.
4: Wow, my goodness! But somehow he got through it, and uh, I can't imagine what that was like when you first heard him speak. Y'all probably looked at each other and like, "Wait, what?"
7: yeah yeah he was he was taking it in hey. uh and we have great conversation god is good hey god
4: is good hey john All this
7: time god is good hey jonathan Amen. god
4: is good and thanks a lot for listening to real talk with dr david anderson okay
9: yeah it's okay thank
4: you sir take care god bless you don
1: see you jonathan that's got to touch your heart when you see that oh yeah oh yeah absolutely and, and you know a lot of those things, my wife and I went through too. You know, the the delay in speech, and then once you hear them speak for the first time, it's you know, you cry and you stop everything you're doing, and you know, it's like any typically developing child too. You can't wait for them to speak, and then sometimes you're like, you know what? Uh, could you just be quiet? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, she's 14 now. If mm-hmm. she, if if I'm still around
4: doing radio, 15 years. 16 years from now. Uh, could you have her in the car listening to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, please? Absolutely, Because that seems pretty special right Absolutely. there.
1: Absolutely. Wow. She we d- loves herself some Pastor David.
4: Well, you know, we should give her a call during the break. <laughs> I'm going to my break, but Naisha, don't go anywhere on Ellicott City, Maryland. I'm on my way back, but let me run to my break now, uh, and as soon as I get back, we'll go back to the phone line, but I, I really think we ought to get ElO on the line. What hmm, do you think? Let's see what we can do. All right. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We'll
5: raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla de Hailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good.
3: That's 301-864-6070.
4: It's Real Talk. How in the world are you today? I'm David Anderson. Sidekicking it with me is Mr. Tony Penny. A big shout-out to Linda Gentee. Isker Zach, blessings to you. Thank you for your words on uh, Facebook Live and Connie Robinson. Big shout out uh, to you, Andrew Carey down there uh, in the uh, in the Florida Tampa area. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate all of you there as well as on Hell Cartagena. I see you there, my friend. Now Linda says, uh, "I'm always quoting the one about fathers exasperating their children <laughs> to my hubby." Even with the grandkids. That's oh funny. God. I still want to know w- what's up with the moms. No commands for mothers? Nothing. There's <laughs> nothing in there.
1: C- come on. They always
4: they get their own day. Mother's Only day. praise.
1: Read Proverbs 31. It's I all know. about how great she is and she how she is praised. with
4: the kids. I know. Come and on, then man. Mother's Day and Father's
1: Day. Here's a big difference, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Restaurants are full Mother's uh-huh. Day. Father's Day, we got a grill. Come <laughs> on, man. What's up with that? Come on, y'all. 888
4: 432 7434. This is what happens when you uh, when you have two men on the mic and Amber's uh, not around. Huh? <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. Oh, my goodness. 888 Bridge. Let's go to Naisha in uh, Ellicott City, Maryland. Hi, Naisha. How are you today?
9: Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Oh,
4: I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging out with me. What are you thinking about?
9: well i have two i have actually have a very big family I have six children but of those two children they were born with special needs and and learning challenges okay. so I've just been listening and I, and I'm also a special educator so oh, wow. you know that kind of put me into that um scenario i I just was so intrigued by how the brain works but I think it's also wonderful we made some strides but not using the R word. Mm-hmm. Um and the big thing about that, which made me call in about using the R word is that we know that there's so many challenges out there. We had the young man who just called about his son being autistic and, mm-hmm. and that's now the new R is like intellectual disability. Uh-huh. There's so many ways that a child can be challenged that it's it's offensive because we're not letting people own their story. We're 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 just chunking everybody into one mm-hmm. corner, like their special needs but really it's like saying they're latino they're black it's not part of part of their nationality or their race it's mm-hmm. they have special needs or mm-hmm. They, you know, they're struggling with, with different learning capacities. Mm. So I think it's important that we're working on the language because that's mm. healing by itself. Ah. Um, and also knowing that um, one of the things that's a huge thing to moms of children with special needs is knowing that there's nothing left on our plate. Nothing is taking off our plate because the child's been brought into our life. So right. we're still trying to get them to the games. We're still trying to make sure they have some sort well, of normalcy in their sex- life
4: especially if you have six of them, my goodness.
9: Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I spaced them out really nicely, so I tell people, don't feel sorry for me. I only had two at a time.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that, I guess wow. that was smart. So that may, maybe, maybe that, that's wisdom on a Wednesday for uh-huh. somebody. Uh, can I ask you, uh, did you start doing, you know, you said you were teaching and stuff in this area. Was that because you had the kids or were you doing it before you had the kids?
9: Well, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't really know where my calling was. I think helping parents who are struggling with with children with special needs this has been a calling on my life. It's something I, I always wanted to do. Wow. Um, I didn't know how in depth I was going to be in, into this. Right. But um, but it's definitely a love. It's, it's a labor of love. It doesn't feel like work. Wow. Um, and everybody can't say that. Some sure. people would even resent that because some people who who are in this situation every day feels like work all day
4: yeah we, <laughs> all day and, we and we we honor we honor them too i mean you're you got special grace and i'm so grateful for you and you probably have encouraged somebody just by being here by calling uh, are you married too or single
9: i hope so I am. I am married, and um, and you know. And also, I was laughing with when um, do not exasperate your children. (laughs) I have to constantly bring my husband back to the table. I remember when um, before my I had grandkids, he would say, "Oh, and then there's going to be grandkids." Well, his worst nightmares have come true. There are plenty, plenty of grandkids now. (laughs) Lord
4: have mercy. But the
9: nice thing is. Yeah, but the nice thing is that you know, he's seen the joy of having a big family also right. because my older kids are very supportive of my younger kids who have special needs and they it's create a special bond between them. So, well, yeah, you know, there's a there's a silver lining in every well, cloud. Well, that's so. good
4: parenting on your part to even put in the hearts of the older children part of the responsibility and love that they need to have for the younger ones. So, you're pretty amazing uh from Ellicott City, Miss. Well, Naisha. God bless you, okay. God bless you. That's encouraging, I'm sure, for somebody that's listening and (coughs) saying, oh, maybe I can do this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, It's very daunting at the beginning. um, When you get that diagnosis, whether it is while um, you're still carrying your child, while you're still pregnant, or after your child is born, once you get that diagnosis, it can be very overwhelming and very daunting. And what we try to tell people is, you have to take it not just day by day. You kind of have to take it hour by hour, mm. um, because not every day is going to be good. Not every day is going to be the same, and things can change constantly. Yeah, um, and and but you can get through it. Well, and, and again, you probably an encouragement to a lot
4: of people today too. Just to have somebody of your stature who uh, has a child that's fourteen years old, two children, fourteen years old, uh, one with the special needs, and yet. Uh, you know it hasn't stopped you from succeeding, but I think that sometimes a part of the grieving is, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do right not just i I don't have the dream of my kid being the way I wanted my kids. That story's gone, but I'm not going to be able to be a leader or or uh, an entrepreneur or whatever my dream is i I can't do that anymore. But somehow when they hear folk like Naishu call, people like you, it's like, life is not really over at
1: all. Right. It, it's different. Um, you know, there's a great story. Um, I think it's called A Trip to Holland. And it's, it's basically an analogy about how you, you're all set to go, let's say, to Paris, France. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to Paris. You're learning French. You're learning about French food and French wine and, and French mm. customs and everything. You're set to go to Paris and, and, and something you've always wanted to do when you get off the plane, you find that you're in Holland, mm. which is not like Paris at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very um, overwhelming. It can be frustrating. It can really mess with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you realize that Holland is beautiful, too. Right, right. There's some right. gorgeous tulips and windmills and all these other things. It's just different than Paris. So you have to sort of... Uh, readjust
4: your thinking your imagination and say holland is nice too
1: right you know even though i had in my mind uh paris exactly exactly it's still you know we wouldn't trade ella for anything in the world Mm. she's a beautiful bright uh ray of sunshine 99.9 percent of the time right right Um, we would not change that for anything in the world Mm -hmm. you know she's different than her brother Right. Uh, but she would be different than her brother, even if she didn't have Williams syndrome. Well, understood. Understood. 888-432-7434. Uh,
4: and uh, we're a couple minutes away, so you still got a time if you want to give us a call. Uh, let's go to Calvert County and talk to Shirley, who's on the line. Hello, Ms. Shirley. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you today?
10: Hey, Dr. Anderson.
4: How are you? What's going well, on with you? What do you think? I'm
10: doing good. Okay. I have a daughter with special needs. Actually, she's an adult, and she has so much enthusiasm for life. And um, it, she's just a joy to have around. I mean, I think sometimes these kids actually teach you more than you can teach them.
4: Yeah, I bet. And yeah. what was it like? What is yeah, it she's, like she's, for you?
10: Um well when she was little she went through several surgeries before she was even 4 years old mm. and wow. um there and you know she wasn't potty trained till she was 5 and there's a lot of delays that she had and mm. she couldn't she, she couldn't sensorily feel things the way other people do
4: right right
10: So she would hurt herself or cut herself, and she wouldn't cry about it. Uh And when she was a baby, she wouldn't even cry if she was hungry. Really? She didn't Mm. know when she was hungry. You had to, like, be on a time schedule for her. And when she'd see the food, she'd all of a sudden get enthusiastic about it. But she didn't know that she was hungry. Wow. Um, She she didn't feel pain either. So um, and one time, as she got older, you know, she got more adapted to things, but Um, She texted me and asked me when I was coming home. So I kind of ignored it, you know. Mm -hmm. And when I got home, she says, look at this. And she had almost like a third degree burn on her leg from
1: um, water
10: that splashed on her from the microwave.
1: Oh, my goodness. And
10: and I said, wow, that looks like it really hurt. You must have cried. Mm. And she goes, why? There was no one around here to hear me.
4: My goodness, Miss so like,
10: Shirley!
4: Oh my gosh, Miss Shirley! Thank you for sharing your story. I've got to run to this break. God yeah. bless you, my sister.
3: God Almighty. Another ministry minute with Dr. Derek Greer.
0: Trauma is called trauma because it's traumatic. I mean, it's not normal stuff. It, it's stuff that the devil wants to use to impact you forever. And because trauma is so impacting, the devil uses it. So when something traumatic happens, you need to understand that often the devil's trying to do something with the rest of your life. So how you handle that trauma can determine what happens for the rest of your life. These traumas are part of a scheme. If you're just surviving, not really healing, not really hoping, not really growing, not getting beyond, you're going to need someone like Nehemiah. I've already alluded to the fact that person is Jesus. And what's amazing about Jesus, traumatic as the cross was, he's over it. (laughs) This is Dr. Derek Greer. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big.
2: How do you keep a biblical perspective in a pandemic accompanied by a mental health crisis? As COVID-19 has spread, prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications have nearly doubled. Yet in a world consumed by worry, God has a purpose for anxiety. And that's the subject of a timely new book, The End of Anxiety, The Biblical Prescription for Overcoming Fear, Worry, and Panic. Written by pastor and biblical counselor Josh Weidman, it offers his personal prescription with practical steps and biblical answers for coping with stress and deepening Trust and dependence on God. The end of anxiety can help you find peace and joy in times of uncertainty, fear, and darkness. Our main goal as Christians is to glorify God in everything we do. And as the author opens his life and personal journey in this book, he shows how suffering, anxiety, and our mental battles can bring God the glory. The end of anxiety, the biblical prescription for overcoming fear, worry, and panic. Available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Learn more at endofanxiety.com. It's back-to-school time, so whether your kids will be back at school wearing masks or you're keeping them at home, one thing will stay the same. Back-to-school
9: is expensive!
2: So let us help enter the back-to-school sweepstakes
9: you could win $2,500 to help pay for school supplies and kids clothing then your school gets an additional $2,500
6: enter the back-to-school sweepstake at wava.com sponsored by hydroclean google search hydroclean
2: this radio station accepts political advertising in fact we are required to do so by the federal law We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. But this radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard.
9: We
8: can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com
4: And I want to thank all of our sponsors and our advertisers. Best Buy Waterproofing and Roofing have been awesome in trying to make sure they take care of all of my listeners. So if you have a waterproofing or a roofing need, if you're in the Virginia, Maryland, D.C. area, then make sure you give them a call. Let them come and check out your house and take care of your waterproofing and roofing needs their numbers 844-980-3707 let's run to gaithersburg maryland and talk to mary who's on the line hello miss mary it's dr anderson here how you doing
10: i'm fine how are you
4: i'm alive and grateful thanks for hanging out with me and tony penny
10: Okay, the, I just had a comment to make. I work for Montgomery County Public Schools in a program for children with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with cognitively and physically disabled children. Okay. And my comment to, to you was just something to think about is okay. I heard you constantly saying special needs children.
3: Uh huh. And
10: typically we like to say children with special needs.
3: Uh huh. Because
10: otherwise you're defining the special needs as the child. The child, as the child. Is the child, and one aspect of the child is special needs.
4: So the better way to put it is children with special needs, uh, so they're all children, but this one is struggling with this particular need. I got it. Someone else was saying that, too, so I appreciate that. Can I also ask you really quickly before we get off? You said uh, disabilities. Is that okay to say? That's cool, right? Um because I heard yeah, I heard some people okay. saying different abilities too but uh is it, is it still okay to say like a intellectually challenged or uh different abilities and then I'll I'll ask Tony that question but what do you think as a professional working in the uh school system Uh
10: yes I think typically um children with special needs is more preferred uh-huh. but I have also used the other term
4: Yeah children with special needs well thank you so much for your work in the school system there in Montgomery County okay Miss Mary
1: Okay, and you have a good day.
4: So you have one as well. Thank you so much. Uh, what do you think about that? And Any final thoughts today, Tony?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, children with special needs, special needs children, uh, different abilities, uh, disability. It's it's you know that's all pretty good. That that that's fine. That doesn't kind of veer into the offensive or derogatory. It's evolving, or right? It's always evolving. Uh-huh, but it's I like that. Evolving.
4: Children with special needs. Got to yeah. get that one down because I understand. Um, uh, but disability does sound like that's still okay. Sure, it seems
1: to be, yeah. Uh-huh. Any
4: yeah. final thought here?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, most of you who are listening, I would, I would m- venture to say a lot of you probably know someone who's a parent of a child with special needs. There's things you can do to help out. There's things that parents of, of children with special needs definitely need. Mm. Um, we need some time. Um, if, you're, if you can babysit, do that. Mm. We need. We could use you. paying for dinner, something like that. But try to find ways to help out if you can.
4: And Lord, we pray that you'd give us this wisdom in the name of Jesus. Amen, and amen. Amen.
2: Father, help your
8: children,
0: and don't let them fall. Norm with A Action Home.